You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 120, using the Feng Shui Bagua to spark change. Welcome to episode 120 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. And the podcast is hosted on holisticspaces.com. So Laura, how's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you? It's pretty good. We're in May now and it's starting to get warmer and warmer, closer to summer, but it, you're further up north than me. So how is the weather oh typically God. in May? I think I'm probably honestly like four hours as the crow flies from you. Okay. Not four hours, five or six hours. If I could, if I could fly straight across Lake Ontario, mm -hmm. I'd get to you pretty quick, but no, it's not it's because I'm on the other side of the lake. Maybe it's a little colder, but not that much. We, okay. May's, May's a pretty nice month. May's a pretty nice month there. Okay. Cause I, when I chatted with like our colleague, Christy Stanglin, she was saying um, like in May, people She's are just May. starting to feel. Uh, yeah, the I guess that's true. May 24th, we call it May 2-4 here for all the Canadians. You'll know what that means. That's the May weekend that we are really officially supposed to start planting things because before then you, you, all bets are off, right? You know, you might get a frost. So, yeah. Yes. And also when I've been in Vermont, there could possibly like, this is like May is when it stops snowing. Yes. Well, yeah, let's hope so. Yes. Yeah, see, see anyway. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in any case, we wanted to talk today about how to spark change using the feng shui bagua. And we were kind of inspired by the kind of the, sh as we're getting warmer now, but it doesn't have to be seasonally this time of your life, but it could be energetically the time of your life that you want to spark something new and create some shifts and change changes and trans transition is really when a lot of people come to feng shui. It's a great tool to work with when you're going through transitions. So Laura and I wanted to have an episode where we go through the Bagua area, every Bagua area, and just talk about each area. And you can listen and see which area resonates with you the most based on what it is that you want to enhance. And so for instance, if you're starting to look for something new in your life, or you want to kickstart some, start some growth and creativity, the new beginnings area or the family area, also known as family area, which is typically um, depicted as green, is kind of the space that you want to enhance. And so for everyone, including, uh, unless you're like a seasoned practitioner, practitioner like one of our grads, Laura and I always recommend, one, use the bog on your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. And then Laura, can you explain to them why we don't want them to mm -hmm. bogwa every area? Yeah. Can I just back, I'll just back oh, up one second yes. too. So yeah, for those of you, that's okay. So for those that are maybe newbies to the practice or pretty new to the practice and the Bagua is still a pretty new concept. Um, if you go to our blog page on our website, mindfuldesignschool.com, you will see there's a download there. It's a free download that will walk you through fairly top line on how to lay a Bagua. What is a Bagua? How to lay it? Because, and as Angie was saying, and we recommend the bedroom to start with, just because two reasons. One, 
just start simple and it's pretty easy and it's, it's a hard room to mess up because generally they're pretty uniformly shaped, right? They're like either rectangular or square. Two, it actually makes a pretty big impact because it is you, it's very close to you because it's where you spend a lot of time. So don't feel like you need to do the whole house if you really want to start trying some of these, you know, what we're talking about today, do it in the bedroom to start. Yeah. And I would also add, if you are a listener, be sure to sign up for our newsletter list because we'll send out in our newsletter, a link to a blog post that actually outlines almost everything we'll talk about today. Plus it has a link to that Bagua, that free Bagua map download. And that's probably the easiest because it'll just come into your mailbox. So we give, um, we give easy clickable links. So be sure to sign up for our mailing list. And you can do that by going to mindfuldesignschool.com and scrolling down to the bottom. And there should be a place to sign up or just go to like, if you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes or whatever, Apple podcasts, you can look in the show notes and there's a link to directly sign up for our newsletter there. Okay, so Laura came up with this technique that we want to um, invite you to all do before you just jump in and want to, because you're so excited to spark this new thing, but we want you to actually relax a little bit, take a yin approach rather than just plowing right into it, but actually set a timer and take five minutes to tune into yourself and focus on one word or one thing that arises in your mind. And then don't do that if you're driving, but if you're, <laughs> but it, you know, take, take some time and do that. You can pause the podcast and come back. And then now we're going to go through all the um, Bagua areas and we're going to, you know, so I want you to see what area most connects to that word or, or thing that you came up with. And we want you to be guided by your own experience first though. Okay. And one last thing is if you don't know how to use lay the Bagua map and you need help, Laura and I have a class called Practical Feng Shui. You can sign up for that and we lay the Bagua on your house. But otherwise, again, we recommend the bedroom. So let's start with the new beginnings area, which is family. So this is called Jun position. And it's a great one if you want to feel inspired to create something new to have like that energy to get things done. And also if there's something that you wanna work on that is connected to family harmony and healing because the new beginnings area is called family, but it's also related to this wood energy, which is super healing. And some easy ways to activate this is to consider placing green plants in this area of your home or you can, if you don't have sunlight, you can also add images of green plants or use the color green, blue, or teal. Yep. Laura, Good yeah, one. Do you think well, um, you covered a lot of them there, but uh, the simple, quick ways to do it. I would also, oh, I know. So this is also a good area if you wanted to again focus on the family so if there's <clears throat> so this area is also the number three it's about you know you one two three three is starting something new it's really the new beginning where you've got this triad now right so it could be about 
you know, starting a family or just, you know, having your family come together. So if that's something you're looking at, it is a good place to put family photos if it happens to work for your space. And I know I, I often get clients that are that say, hey, I, I have like this stack of these family photos that they got really nicely done. And it actually seems to work sometimes that it's either a staircase or a big blank wall. And that's where we put it in the house overall in the house. Uh, it, te- it seems to work well. So um, good place to sort of put family photos. That's what I would say. Okay, so abundance is the next area, and it is also a wood area. It's yin wood. If you want to work on big, big, big money here, wealth, of course, everyone loves this area. But think of it, I would say one thing. Let's think of it a little more broadly. Let's not get too hung up on finances and money. Think of it as blessings, prosperity, kind of a broader way to look at it. And that really allows you to bring in other elements and other things into this area to kickstart it. So it could just be simply adding in the wood element, which would be a plant. Okay, that's a quick, easy way. But you could also add in the water element too to feed the wood. But get creative in this area, like something that really clicks with abundance. Yeah, and one of my favorites for the abundance abundance area is using crystals because everyone loves crystals right now. They're having their moment, right? And amethyst is a beautiful purple crystal that is easy to find, relatively inexpensive. Everyone loves it. And it also resonates with this kind of feeling of abundance and spiritual abundance. So not necessarily about cash money abundance because those things go hand in hand. So I love that. All right. The next area is called health. It's also called the Tai Chi or your overall well-being. And if you really want to kickstart and spark some change in your health, this is a great area. This is actually the center of your bedroom. And some ways that you can work with the health area is to add a piece of like something that's square shaped or related to earth tones like yellow or brown or something made of earthenware or like a stone or a rock. And sometimes, you know, since the health area is in your center of your room, I often do recommend just a square rug, like a square yellow rug, because sometimes it doesn't make sense to put like a rock in the middle of your your bed. (laughs) Probably going to be a rock in the middle of your bedroom, right? (laughs) That's our advice. Put the rock in your bed and just don't, don't touch the rock. Don't go in here. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's probably more practical to work with color and with shape in that case, uh, in the center of a bedroom. Just uh, one last note about uh, well-being center, Tai Chi. It's really the center of all things. So you can, um, anything you do in the middle, in the center of um, your uh, bedroom or your home is really powerful. So if you want to do something else to sort of modulate everything around that area, you could hang a feng shui crystal from the center of your bedroom, right from the ceiling. And it's a cut glass sphere or ball and you can find it on the holisticspaces.com site too um, if you want to see what it looks like yep and it's different than a naturally occurring crystal it's actually like crystal glass Mm -hmm. man-made glass crystal all right let's move on to the next area it's called benefactors in chinese it's called chen it's also known as helpful people travel and the 
color of this area is gray. So if you want to attract more helpful people, more benefactors, I think all of us want to travel more. <laughs> we can, you could use that color gray in this area. Like if you're, you can paint the wall gray or have gray objects, but you can also uh, bring in metal element, like a wind chime. And uh, Laura had this great idea. Uh, why don't you talk about that idea you added in, in the blog post? What? Oh, symbols of where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I think, well, I know I, I keep fantasizing about where I'm going to go next and putting together my magical list, my wish list. If it were me and I were going to add some of those, I would put pictures of Florence, maybe some pictures of Scotland uh, in that area and uh, really almost using it as a way to, um, you know, just to really focus on that because that's somewhere I would want to go. So yeah, travel photos in this area or souvenirs or vacation souvenirs of places you want to go back to, things that really have a connection to that place. That's really powerful too. Okay, so next spot is completion. So completion is also called children, productivity, and sometimes, Angie's going to yell at me, it's called this, but we this is something we it's sometimes called creativity, but it's not creativity. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> Quiet. It's going to be fine. It, it's something that you make that you, it's a, you've completed something. Something has been finished. You've produced something. It's something has been wrapped up. It's the harvest. It's the finish. Okay. So let's think of it at that, that way. Let's park creativity. So in this area, this is really an area if you want, but children is also in there too. So um, and children is something that, you know, you've, you've produced, made, want to, want to do well, want to complete, want to keep going. So you can put up children's artwork there. That's a popular uh, thing to put up in that area. But you might want to think about this a little bit broader, because if you are thinking about something, especially if you're thinking about it in a business sense or a project sense, this is where you want stuff to be completed, like be finished, produced, done. Like you really, you, you know, you've kind of, you've completed this amazing project, you finished it. So that is where you want to use the metal element. And I would say, again, bells or a wind chime in this area is also good, especially ringing that when you want to um, sort of seal the deal when you want to finish something. Yeah, and this area is also a good one if you do have children, if you want to provide a little bit more support for your children. And I think uh, I'm not a mother. However, I understand that part of motherhood, having had a mother, is that you want to support your children, however, with a light touch, right? And you don't necessarily always work directly. And sometimes the indirect route is more subtle and more effective. So working with the completion or children area, the Bagua map of your bedroom can be a way to provide more energy, more support for your child or your children without necessarily directly affecting them, but indirectly. It's like taking, taking, not taking the direct route, which is often a lot of what you see in these Asian modalities. Like for instance, um, I know I always talk about my tea classes, but I take tea ceremony classes. And sometimes it's easier, like we have the cha, cha one, which is a tea bowl. So if you're on the YouTube, you'll see me holding. So I have the cha one and then there's like a little chakin, which is the napkin that you clean. And so I could just go straight across, like I can go from here to here, 
to place it on my tray or, but actually you're supposed to go this way and around and you actually move your body back. So anyway, the point is, is that sometimes we think that the most direct route is the best when in fact, something like working with their children, I understand being indirect can also be. Sometimes your children skillful. don't listen to you. That's what you're saying, basically. <laughs> And you know what? I can attest to that. If you come up to your kid and say, you need to do this, I will 100% guarantee you that it will not happen. So what you're saying is, come at it from a different perspective. And I appreciate that as a mother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, next area, knowledge. So knowledge is called gun. Um, it's also sometimes labeled like skillfulness, self-cultivation, spirituality. And it's um, actually the image of this this gua is actually a big mountain and you can imagine like climbing a mountain to meditate on top and that journey and even if you're climbing a mountain with friends you are climbing it alone really right it's kind of like a solo journey even if you're with companions so that is kind of one of the qualities of the knowledge area. So if you really want to inspire some growth, some self-cultivation, you're really going to work on yourself and you're really like looking to climb this intensely huge mountain with the intention that you want to cultivate yourself and you're up for that challenge because that's the place you are in life. This is a great area to work with. And some, Laura, what are some ways that we can work with this? You can use color and the color for this is dark blue. So you could add in dark blue. You could also do an image of a mountain. If you have a nice image of a mountain, you know, something that you really love. Don't forget. Are, are you, you judging stuff... people's mountain images? No, no, I'm not. I just don't want, <laughs> look, I, it's not that I don't want people to do it. People can do what they love, what they would like to do. And I do think that if you want to go and print off a photo of a mountain and paste it there, that's good. But I think take a little, maybe a little time to find something that you love and integrate. But uh, I think overall, that's my general feeling. But the color dark blue is, um, is this area. It's also self-cultivation on really deep spiritual levels. So meditation. So sometimes it happens to work out where it's a really great place to set up an area to meditate and sit. So that's just one other little takeaway for that area. Yes. Um, do you want me to do the next one or you want to? Yeah, up? yeah, go ahead. Okay. So fame, fame or reputation is all about being seen, going out there, getting, you know, getting yourself out and about in the world and uh, being visible. And this can be really hard for people. So we see fame sounds so glamorous, right? But really it is about using being getting a light shone upon you and being seen and that can be really hard for some people but it is an important part of really starting something in your life getting out there and getting noticed so if you want to spark something this is a big spark area it's also fire so it is connected to this so it all kind of comes together here so if this is something that you're like oh i don't know i don't want to be seen you should probably take a look at that uh and maybe really play around with this area an easy way is color red adding that to that area a subtler way is to add in a plant that feeds the fire in that area. Yeah. And also you can go real simple, maybe like light a candle in that area. Uh, it could be a small tea light with the intention that you want to, um, you know, take a moment, make a ritual out of it and maybe light that candle one evening and 
you know, journal about what it is that you want to have recognition for, because a lot of times when, when our clients and our students um, or whoever come to us wanting a lot of change, sometimes it has to do with not being recognized and not being seen. Mm-hmm. Or like Laura touched upon the fear of being seen. So that's, that's a big one, a lot, especially for women, I think. All right, moving on, the next area is called career. It's also called your path in life. It's also called con position. That's the Chinese name. And this represents your journey and how you move through life. So it doesn't have to be a job, but it's your reason for being in the world. And you can work with this area by, you could put a vision board in this area that's related to your career. Uh, so of course you have to spend the time making the vision board and then, um, you can place this in your career area to activate what it is you want to achieve in your life to spark that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes people ask us where to put their vision boards. If you are one, then yes, this is an area, especially because most people are doing vision boards to really, again, move their life path forward to do something new, right? Going down this road. Uh, I would also say that this area is about deep wisdom. So sometimes people put wisdom in with the knowledge area, but wisdom is really its own thing. Wisdom is a deep knowing. It's a deep, you've gone down really, really deep on something um, and you've learned this, you've found something, you've discovered something. And sometimes you have to go into really deep, dark places to figure that out. And that's why this this area career or con is connected to the water element, but it's also represented by the color black. So really think about that deep, dark water that you've really gone down and looked for something and, and discovered something deep about what you want to do and what you want to bring to the world. So in so the color black is something you can add to this area. And generally this area is going to be in the front of the house or in right near the front, you know, door into your bedroom. So you can um, add, you know, a piece of artwork with a black frame, or you can add also the symbol of water. You could just use water like imagery to keep it pretty simple. Last one, relationships or love. Or partnership, also called kun, is the Chinese name referring to the squa. And this is all about not only attracting a partner, but about coming together in partnerships. It could be business partnerships, it could be romantic ones, but think of it also as a place where it's about nurturing, uh, about taking care of yourself, loving yourself. There's, um, you know, deep love and compassion for yourself. So it's got a really broad, a um, lot of layers to it. All these guas have tons of layers, FYI. We're really hitting the high points on these. So just know that each of these has tons of layers and, you know, you could, you study them for years and stuff is still coming out because this all comes from the I Ching. And I mean, which in itself is a practice you could study for your entire life. So if you want to activate this area, simple way. And I know if you're thinking about love, you know, you can add in the color pink, you can add in pears to a heart, to um, rose crystal, rose quartz hearts is a, is a nice way too. Yeah. And you can also work with the color pink, even wear it on your body and, and um, like images of couples or pairs of things are great in this in this Bagua area, if you want to invite in a relationship. And, and Laura also talked about um, working on yourself. So if that's something you're working on, self-love, then you can try just one piece of rose quartz. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, wait, one thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Go. We always say this and I don't know if you said this yet, but we say every single time we talk about the Bagua, we say, please don't activate all nine areas. Please sit down and think about what you want to activate and only do one or two. Oh yeah. I asked you to talk about that in the beginning. You didn't. Huh? I think I just talked about the Bagua itself, yeah. uh, about the I bedroom. Yeah. So the second tip is first start with your bedroom. Number one, number two, start really simple. Okay. Don't do all nine. Please don't do all nine. Just do, <laughs> you can do all nine over a long period of time, but start right now. Pick two, one to two. That's it. Yes. Because, um, yeah, we'll, you, we'll talk about that another time. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the holistic spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, Please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review. You can find um, all the show notes on this episode, including the information. If you visit our blog, the best way to also get more information from us is to sign up for a newsletter. And you could do that by going to mindfuldesignschool.com. And if you go to the, if you scroll all the way down to the page, down on the website, there is a box where you can join our mailing list. And that way you can always keep in touch with everything that's happening. You can support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website, online store and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living at holisticspaces.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.